Broadcasting from the KC Coyote Studios, you're listening to Live with the Mayor on 102.7 KPGZ and presented by Carney Trust Company. Carney Trust, 310 West 92 Highway in Carney. The phone number is 816-628-6666. And now here's the host of Live with the Mayor, Mike Davis and Mayor Bill Dane. Good morning, everybody. I've got a little spring in my step this morning. I've got uh, Mayor Bill sitting right next to me. We've got a couple of really interesting guests lined up today. Bill, uh, I think you'd like to say something before we get started. No problem with that. I'm always happy to say something. Did you have something in mind you wanted me to say? Well, I think we have a, a sponsor that we really appreciate. Well, let's talk about him because this gentleman sitting to my right knows a little bit about that. We're talking about Carney trust company and they're wonderful people they're sponsors of the show i want to thank them but you know they got a ton of money down at that place stacks of it they carried they carried around in trucks they got so much they take it home at night i can hear one backing up right now there it is i wish i could if you need a loan you ought to go down and see them and the person you should ask for is jennifer bettis I see. Relationship there to this gentleman, Mr. Jay Bettis, sitting next to me. Good to have you here, Jay. Good to be here. Pleasure. Well, I know these guys are in awe, just as I was. The first time I ever came to the mountains on the west side of the town, came to the bank, went up and looked out over the city, the rooftops gleaming in the sunshine, came into this palatial studio and sat down and thought, my. To have this in the city of Kearney. It's just like a ski lodge. Isn't However, it? well, it, you know, turn the fire down because I'd take my <laughs> coat off. It was so warm coming it's in here. Springtime. But it is a palatial studio sitting high in the Alps on the west side of Kearney. No doubt about that. And we also want to say hello to Josh Bettis, who is sitting in with us today. And Josh, you are with. Better in the Saddle, which is a therapeutic riding program for both adults and children. And uh, I might also mention, and thank you very much for this, that uh, Josh was a staff sergeant in both Iraq and Afghanistan. And uh, we appreciate your service, sir. Thank you. We do appreciate your service. It was nine years, right? Yes, sir. Well, we're going to give um, a lot of attention to you today, Josh. But first, we're going to talk to your daddy, my other son. (laughs) Yes, sir. Jay Bettis. <laughs> a lot to talk about there. Um, Mr. Bettis has been employed by the city of Kearney for about 40 years. Today, he is in charge of the water you drink, the stool that you flush, the roads that you drive I, I on. I paused for a minute when he said stool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what he's going to say for sure. Right, exactly. And, and, and everything else that I can put on this man's shoulders, I do. But uh, if it weren't for Jay, the city of Kearney would uh, would not operate nearly, nearly as well as it does. And so I thought it'd be fun to bring Jay in and talk about his history and where he started and the things that he has done along the way uh, to help Kearney be what it is today. And one particular story that we'll just start out with right now, because you know that we're putting a new interchange uh, on the south side of right, the city. Right. And that interchange has a rock quarry. Uh, and the rock quarry used to be a place where teenagers and maybe maybe older than teens would go have a few adult beverages and do crazy <laughs> things. Did you do that, Brian? 
And Jay, what is the craziest thing you ever saw happen out well, at the rock quarry? I, I went there some as a kid observing. I never done anything, the partaking of the uh, uh, drinking or anything like that. I was just there watching, behaving myself. But There's no lie uh, detector connected there, to this gentleman. I have seen people ride their horse off of the cliff into oh, the grief. some of those uh, pits out there. It was uh, quite the, a sight. The cliffs are what, about 25, 30 feet in the air? Oh, yeah, probably at least. Yeah. Uh, nobody was, was hurt? No, 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 no. No, it was done multiple times. It was pretty cool. I never done it. I just observed it. But, uh, I, I was I was pretty much a daredevil, but not quite that much. If you've never seen the uh, rock quarry guys, you would uh, you would quiver looking down from the top of that into the water it is uh, you'd swear it's 100 feet not 25 or 30 but to imagine uh cowboys uh in the old and we say the old days but that was 35 years ago 40 years ago <laughs> yeah. riding their horses off the top of that into uh, like butch cassidy and the sundance kid except on their horses yeah it was quite a deal and i quit going in there you know when i first started working for the city we hauled rock out of that rock quarry and uh, oh, for, for construction yeah for huh? the city mm-hmm. i mean that's where we got our rock when i started but also when i started there was nothing south of 12th street on 33 highway either so i mean mm-hmm. the whole town was different but that was 40 years ago right yeah mm-hmm. but uh after i started hauling rock out of there and seeing the rattlesnakes and i never went in there yeah. again yeah, no, <laughs> nobody wants any part of that <laughs> no I'm, I'm not a good uh, i'm not a good snake person jay how'd you all. wind up how'd you wind up with the city you you were young but oh, not, it's it's quite a story uh dennis watson one good of our previous of mayors mm-hmm. i just moved here from northern arkansas okay little bitty town 12 people 12 kids in my class come to carney i was talking about a fish out of water i was a fish out of water by sitting in study hall 12 kids in his class and by the way jay is one of the smarter ones he graduated 11th in his class <laughs> i did i did <laughs> Uh, but I was sitting in study hall, and Dennis Watson came in mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. said, you, you, and you, you're going to go with me. I thought he was a teacher. I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. A good friend of mine, David Haley, who became a really good friend, we left, got in his truck, and I said, David, is this a teacher? He said, nah. He said, this is Mary. He's going to have us do something, but he'll pay us something for it. We left and picked up trash. It was the festival that just happened. Well, the festival used to be downtown on yeah. Washington Street. We went down, picked up trash, and he took us back to school. We walked into school just like we'd never been gone, you know. And then after that, um, a gentleman that I worked with for 35 years, like a second dad to me, Gary Lawson, worked for the city of Kearney for 35 years. I was mowing the yard, and Gary stopped by and said, would you like to work for the city this summer? That was the beginning of my career with the city of Kearney. How about that? And I've, I've been here ever since. It's, it's been a phenomenal place to work. Uh, you know, I, I tell I tell the mayor and the city administrator every day, it's kind of like listening to Howard Stern. You never know what you're going to hear next. <laughs> when I come to work, the day is not like yesterday, and the right. day won't be like tomorrow. Right. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I, there's days when I wish it was the same every day, but it's not. But I, I like that challenge because it's, it's been a tremendous challenge. I've got to grow tremendously as a person mm-hmm. i've got to work with some really good people uh, 
Bill's the favorite mayor I've ever worked with in 40 years. <laughs> he is my favorite, uh, and I, I, I mean that. Uh, Dennis was really good to me, but uh, Mayor Dane has been really good to me, always supported me, even when I've made mistakes, you know, which uh, – Not many of those, I'm sure. More than – Few, few, few. You know, a gentleman that he just mentioned that I, I wish – Mayor Watson were still alive because I'd love to bring him in here. And you would have to uh, have your button sitting over there. Yeah. You'd have to censor uh, you, you, oh, yeah. it. You would be censoring big time. But <laughs> but if it had not been for Dennis, we would not have paved streets. Uh, we would not have the, uh, the first, he brought the first sewers to town. Uh, but everybody knows Dennis loved his beer. Mm -hmm. And it was nothing to see Dennis driving down the street and he'd take, uh, he'd put his hand out, and he'd have a beer can in it, and he'd just give it a little flip, and it, right in the back of his truck it would go. And, uh, you know, back then, that was, again, that was 40 years ago. Nobody thought anything I, about I it. I understand you know? completely. These are different times. Oh, my yep. goodness. Yes, yep. they're different times. So. Carney has changed a lot. Uh, there's been tremendous growth. There's still tremendous growth. And uh, Do you remember the population of Carney? back when you started when i started we had 600 water meters i remember that uh, we've got 3600 now wow uh, when i started if we pumped 300,000 gallons of water at the water plant we thought we had a big day mm -hmm. now if we pump less than a million gallon a day we think it's a slow day so yeah uh, everything's just multiplied over and over again mm -hmm. and I've, I've always said this and i'll, I'll believe it until the day i leave working for the city the city is only as good as its people and the city yeah. the citizens of Kearney don't realize just how dedicated people that they have working for them because right. every guy i've gotten water plant sewer plant streets they are dedicated they do what it takes to to make things happen and mm -hmm. i'm very fortunate to have the crew that i have jay you make about 1.2 to 1.5 million gallons of water a day mm -hmm. that's about your maximum yeah, our max with our plants, one point. I, I can squeeze one point five out of it. So one point five. How many gallons do we use a day? Um. Well, during the summertime, we'll use twenty-five million a month. So, uh, but on a daily basis, how many gallons uh, would we? Million use? half two million gallons. So we'd use two million. Right. So we're um, we're half a million gallons shy, guys, My. and yet we haven't put. Uh, conservation majors in measures in mm -hmm. and uh, jay let's start with uh, how many wells do you have where are they at and why don't we have to do water rationing here in town we have three wells located in mac porter park on the north north side of town <clears throat> what keeps us uh being able to pump water when we meet reach our capacity at our plant is we have a connection with ken city down off of Jesse James and Somerset. Oh, okay. And uh, when we, when our demand is more, if, if we're making 900 gallon a minute, but our demand is 1,500 gallon a minute, mm -hmm. we make that up with Kansas City Water. Mm -hmm. uh, my water plant operator has a panel that he looks at that has every aspect of the city of Carney. And I, I, I'll throw this in. We welcome anybody, anytime to come and visit our plants. Yeah. We, 
we love it. My operators love to show off what they do and show off what we have. Right. So if there's a, a scout troop or school, uh, yep. mm-hmm. anybody, Any, anybody that uh, wants to come and have a look, this would be a but, great opportunity to yeah. sort of get that message out there. So sure. we, we always welcome guests, mm-hmm. uh, but my operators have a, a panel and they can see every water tire we have. They can operate the valve that's located on the south end of town from there, and they, that's how they manage the, the water and how much they get from Kansas City, what they need at a certain time. They can do that all from a control panel there at the water plant. You, um, We can buy as much as 3 million gallons a day from Kansas City. Is that right? Yeah, we, we, we're, yeah, we really don't have a, a, a We don't have a limit? No, we can get as much as we can get. You hear that, people? Water your yards, wash your cars, use as much water as you can. That's pretty generous. As long as they water, no, no, we're not giving it away. (laughs) (laughs) As long as they water their yards and not water the street in front of their yards, that I well, I'm still water. I'm still watering my blood, and I get kind of. Um, Nancy, when I see sidewalks or driveways or the street in front of their house being watered, even though they are buying it, it's still, it's a commodity. You know, 80% of our earth is covered with water and there's only 20% that's usable. And I'm still, because uh, I've been in the water business all my life, I still think about uh, wise use of water, mm-hmm. you know. But, but the message here is that, uh, with our two water towers, and uh, and we have a uh, 1.5 million gallon water tank on the, the other side of the interstate, and the one on this side is what uh, 750. Yeah. Oh, we got plenty of water. They and, can use and, all the water they want. And so uh, the city never has to worry about running out of water. So Jay, how long should my shower be exactly? People want to know. Are you <laughs> as or long people? <laughs> Just me. I always <laughs> tell everybody to take as long a shower um, that they can afford. Well, there you go. You know, if you want to take a four-hour shower, hey, <laughs> knock yourself. The out. water's going to be there. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> well, I think I'll start right now. <laughs> Let me scoot forward. No, it's it's uh, it's interesting, and maybe not so much for the general public, but you need to know where your water comes from. What we as a city can do and are prepared to do and what gives me comfort uh, in all of these things is that uh, the citizens are not going to ever have to worry about water. Maybe once when we reach 30,000 population, we might have to concern ourselves with larger pipes coming in. But that's a long way down the road. Right now, we're ten thousand six hundred. That's an important point, Bill. I know uh, for anybody who has visited California or any state where where water is an issue, um, we joke a little bit about it right here because we can. Yeah. But in those other states, other communities where you, you it, it comes down to rationing, yeah. uh, it's uh, it we're we're blessed here in Kearney to have to yeah, have this I, kind of supply. Uh, once in a while, I get the opportunity to go to schools and talk to some of the kids about about water, and I, I always tell them that in their lifetime, the one thing that will become uh, an issue is water, mm-hmm. because the, you know it's not made every, it's not a renewable uh, renewable thing. What right. we have is what we have. So you said eighty percent of the Earth's surface is water, and twenty percent is usable. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's something to ponder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think in time, I think uh, 
in, in the smaller kids lifetime they'll see things happen there'll be more plants put on to treat uh ocean water mm-hmm. you know but society's making so oh, much of the oceans that i don't know mm-hmm. how much that would be either but it's uh it's been an interesting career it's been a uh I, i've enjoyed it all most of the time mm-hmm. uh, there's been times like you know christmas eve with a yeah you were talking break, about, yeah but I, I, you know there's there's trying times but it's been a phenomenal career for me and uh city of carney's been phenomenal place to work so a water main break happens with uh because of the cold things things freeze up explain a little Mm -hmm. bit what happened and uh, maybe tell the story what happened in uh, december 2017 we have 12 inch main along major street and most of the time our leaks occur when the ground starts freezing Mm -hmm. and then most of the time when the ground thaws out we'll have leaks because ground's moving uh the old pipes we got in town they'll snap or something this particular area we'd already had a leak there before and uh, we had a we had a little bit of bad pipe in the ground and mm-hmm. it just gave out but, yeah uh, we're really fortunate we don't have that many leaks i mean yeah. this, this year we had five and in, in a matter of two weeks we had five and there's really really cold but that's not a normal thing yeah we're coming up on a break right now but uh, so needless to say then we have a pretty good infrastructure here in Kearney uh, with regard to to the water the supply lines and things Things of that nature. We yeah. always know when the leaks are coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, holidays. Yeah. 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 That's, that's when it happens. <laughs> yeah. Holidays or, you know, I, I can tell you a real quick story. When my son was born, I spent 12 hours on a water leak the night he was oh, born. Boy. He was 12 hours old before I got seen. Oh, my gosh. But that, they do. They happen yeah. at the worst times. But I've got dedicated guys that respond. Good to know. We are getting ready to take a break here. You're listening to Live with the Mayor. We're talking to Jay Bettis. He's the utilities director here at the city of Kearney. And Josh Bettis, we're going to join him in a little bit. He is with Better in the Saddle, a therapeutic riding program here in Kearney, Missouri. Stay with us. Kearney Trust Company is your hometown bank. They began operations in 1882 and have been part of the community ever since. The people of Kearney Trust Company work for the people of Kearney. They provide capital to people and businesses so they can achieve their goals. Whether you know exactly what you want or just need someone to talk to about your dream, you can speak with them and work out the issues. You may just be getting off the ground or ready to move into your brick and mortar building. At the end of the day, a real person is there for you at Kearney Trust Company. Information, speed, and convenience are all valuable commodities in our fast-paced world. For Kearney Trust Company, technology is an addition to, not a replacement for, the personal banking relationship they like to have with their customers. The people of Kearney Trust Company focus on and try to fit the needs of all of their customers. At Kearney Trust Company, you'll work with passionate hometown people who want the best for our neighbors. They provide financial solutions for people to forge their own paths. Kearney Trust Company, with two locations serving Kearney at 310 West 92 Highway and 701 Watson Drive in Price Chopper. The phone is 816-628-6666. Kearney Trust Company, banking you can trust. Member FDIC. We're back live with the mayor, with Mayor Bill Dane today, and I want to make sure that people know that if you're not listening to us live on the broadcast, you can listen to us on our website, and the 
website is www.1027fm.rocks, and you can listen to us anywhere in the world on that website. Bill? Anywhere in the world. Any, ships at sea can anywhere. listen to this. If they can get the internet, you can listen to 102.7. Air Force One could listen to this. He might be listening right now. <sighs> to think. I Wouldn't know. That be just wonderful. Yep. Mr. President, if you're listening, we'll get you a t-shirt. Just give us a call. What we'll take, though, is that you just listen and go down to Carney Trust. Tell them you want a loan. Tell them that Bill sent you. That and 25 cents won't buy you a cup of coffee, but it'll make you feel better. <laughs> we thank them for the sponsors. Yes, we, we do. We want to go back to Jay Bettis, who is a – he's not telling all of the stories that he knows. Probably can't. <laughs> uh, but we've, we finished the first segment on water, and now we're probably going to go to the sexiest – topic that there is and that's wastewater treatment and what mm-hmm. what happens to you um when i first came to town we had what was called a lagoon and it was tucked away on the northeast side and uh, then we moved it down to across from the high school which was one of our better moves because uh, we all know that sewer plants have no aroma to them and so uh, we had housing developments. And so yeah. from there, we went on south to uh, where we're currently located today, right on, uh, on top of a fishing river. And uh, it is a fascinating. Jay talked about come tour the water. Come tour the sewer treatment plant because here is a fact. We still discharge into fishing river. And we have, we by law are required to run tests and the water that we discharge the water is purer below it than it is above it coming down yeah yeah. and so uh we do we we really do a remarkable job however there's a lot of changes coming in that department jay and what we're building and adding on to uh, you probably have a few that you want to yeah we we, uh i'll I'll reflect what the mayor just said We, we Kearney citizens are very lucky. We have a state-of-the-art wastewater plant, and uh, we have um, we're blessed to have some dedicated uh, operators down there. And it's not a glorious job by any means, uh, but it's a fascinating job. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen a lot of change in that plant since we built it. We've um, retrofitted it to uh, better treatment operations. We're getting ready to do a major upgrade down there with uh, a component of the wastewater plant that's uh i think around a five million dollar project that's going to take us through uh several years of growth mm-hmm. it's going to give us the ability to, to treat the water we're getting ready to do a major sewer line expansion on the west side of town that's going to open up a bunch of property about two thousand yeah. acres uh it's going to get rid of a couple of lift stations that we have and uh that's important to me it, it might not be people need to understand that the lift stations that we have in place all of them cost money to maintain them mm-hmm. uh, and a large part of the budget goes to maintaining those lift stations so we can when we can get rid of two with this project mm-hmm. it's it's an enormous thing to me and we're going to get rid of two lift stations with this project that we've got going on on the west tell side tell me what town. you mean just briefly when you say lift station a lift station is a piece of equipment that if a uh, subdivision is built in the grade 
the uh, doesn't allow it to gravity flow mm-hmm. into a sewer, then we have to put a component in the ground and actually pump to oh, that see. gravity. Okay, yeah, there, and, therefore, yeah, yeah, the word lift, right? Yeah, and okay. we've got seven of those. And uh, when this uh, project came along, and I knew I was getting rid of these two, especially one of them that's uh, very costly to operate. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a big thing for our budget. It's mm-hmm. a big thing for operations. So I'm really really excited about this. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good thing. Um, Jay has been known to play a lot of pranks. Uh, I can't think of <laughs> it. Uh, doesn't surprise uh, me. One of, one of my favorite pranks was we were thinking about moving the um, sewer treatment facility over to the airport. And one of the individuals who should remain nameless, Pat. Oh, did I say his name? I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, did not want to have it over there because of the aroma. The aroma would be horrible. The passengers getting off the plane, it just would not work. I said, well, Jay, let's have a meeting down at the, the treatment plant. Invite them in. You've got a conference room there. And let's, you know, let's talk about it. Now, this prank was done without my knowledge. I don't think so. Go ahead. <laughs> but but <laughs> the... Uh, the operator of the facility went out and uh, brought in a, I don't know, it was a bucket of discharge and had it sitting about three and a half, four feet from this gentleman. <laughs> and as the gentleman is ranting and raving about the smell and how it could not possibly uh, be tolerated, and Jay looked at him and said, uh, there's a bucket right there. He said, uh, you've been sitting by it all meeting, and it doesn't smell, does it? Well, Jay also had a glass of water. That was not of that bucket. And said to the guy, now, you know, this water is so clean, you can drink it. And so he drank that clean glass of water and then offered the guy a, uh, a glass of the, he didn't take it. He, he didn't believe Jay. I don't. I don't recall that happening. <laughs> <laughs> Some of that story is true. Not all of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, listen. The the wastewater treatment. Um, nothing frustrates you more, or would frustrate you more, than when you flip that little lever on your stool and the water doesn't go away. You don't. You don't care where it goes. Fine. You just want it out of there. Yep. And. Uh, Yet there is millions of dollars being invested. And again, I have to tell you, with the uh, we have a grit removal system that's being put in. Uh, we have two new clarifiers that were just built. Uh, we are in a position today to handle, uh, again, twenty five to 30,000 people. And again, Kearney is only 10,300, 10,600. So water and waste treatment in the city of Kearney have been handled for a good 20 to 25 years down the road. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of this work hasn't been done yet at the uh, uh, treatment plant, but is in the process. But, y- you know, I know that a lot of you are going to say, oh, my God, I don't want to take a, a tour of the." No, no, no. This is the cleanest facility that you will ever walk into. It's fascinating. Um I probably shouldn't tell them it's built right beside an old burial Indian ground, should I? I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't say anything about that. Yeah, it's, well, 
we're not supposed to go over on it, so don't go over on it, okay? Stay inside the fence. <laughs> Stay inside the fence. That's right. That's well, right. I think you make a good point, though, about how you know folks do tend to take it for granted when you turn on the turn the faucet on and there's water and uh, it's drinkable. It's it's good good to go. And uh, yeah. and on the other end, uh, the sewers go go away. Everything goes away, and and uh, it's it's uh, you know modern living. And uh, and we just don't think about it beyond the walls of our homes. We well, take a lot that's of the for expectation. Of yeah, what what we do. Yeah. And uh, again, Jay, how many people do you have working for you in the water and the the treatment facility? I have three operators at the wastewater plant. I have three operators at the water treatment facility. Uh, soon to be four. I'm, I'm going to have another uh, another person uh, in April. Sometime we're going to hire for distribution. Um, I've got uh, four guys four guys in the uh, street department. Like I say, all my guys are cross-trained. I mean, I, I could call my uh, uh, my leader at the street department, mm-hmm. and he's licensed operator. He he could walk into the plant and run the plant if I needed him. And I, I thought that was really important. When I became, I was, uh, and, you know, I, I started out as a labor in mm-hmm. the street department. Mm-hmm. Then I transferred to the water department, and I was a water department labor, uh, plant operator, assistant water and wastewater superintendent, water and wastewater superintendent, and then I uh, was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to be upgraded to utilities director. But um, I thought it was important when I became utility director and, and kind of took control of water, sewer, and street. I thought it was really important that my guys be cross-trained. Right, right. Because uh, that we're, we're only as strong as our employees, right. and, and I thought that was really important. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been a really good deal. It's helped me out Smart a lot of move. times. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I, good I'd business. like to, to wrap up the in or, or the last segment with, with with the therapeutic writing. So let's let's move to roads really quick. Okay. And this year, how much are you going to spend on roads inside the city limits of Clark? Well, I, right now I've got budget of uh, about one hundred fifty thousand more than you give me. Um, <laughs> this is where might, the, the secrets true. of the city come yeah. out on one hundred two. We, we might have to whittle that down a little bit, but uh, between three and four hundred thousand, I think, is where we're at in the budget. You might have to go see Keith it, Doss or somebody. Uh, yeah. it, it'll be about four hundred thousand, and then on top of that, we have uh, uh, the road district that will contribute anywhere between seventy-five and a hundred quarter. Yeah, so we'll spend well over a half a million dollars on roads inside the city limits of Kearney. Uh, and, and I got to tell you, that is a chunk of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do everything from slurry seals to uh, cut and patch Pash, to mill and uh, overlay, mill and, and overlay. And uh, all all very technical terms and yeah. rather esoteric, um, but we all know what it means is yeah, smooth and The biggest roads. part of our budget mm-hmm. this year, a majority of it's going to go to mill and overlay. We're going to do a lot of mill and overlay this year. Yeah. Tease somebody out there. Do you have one street already picked for mill and overlay? Um, the street. What street you live on, Brian? Briar. That's not it. No, no. <laughs> no. I think Briar is the last on the list. I'm looking at the I think, list. I just, think a lot of our went to last on the list. A lot of our mill and overlay is is concentrated down the White Gates area. Yeah. 21st Street, 22nd Terrace. 
that area. And then we've got some over across from the high school mm-hmm. <clears throat> off of Stonecrest. You know, we completed Stonecrest last year. Right. So we're going to start with our side streets and work north, you know, the next few years and get some of that area done over there. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that if you have a pothole, you can't get that patched. Or oh, absolutely. Or and I'd love to know, you know, we, <clears throat> I, I gain a lot of information from the citizens in this town. And I love it when they call and say there's a sign down or there's a hole in my street because I can I can plan that into our work and I love I love contact you know my email address is jbettis at carneymo.us I I love when people call and let me know what's going on. Good what's the number they can call you if they just want to talk to you about a pothole? Uh, Where can they reach you? What was your number? <laughs> uh, <laughs> my number is uh we're gonna hire jay for the radio station by the a1, way a1, you're not too busy with the city no anytime <laughs> 816-215-9787 or you can call 816-903-4728 it is shirley zimmerman works there in city hall and she kind of keeps me in line and keeps me on track tell me i can't imagine anybody is able to do that uh, <laughs> well it's a full-time job for her kind of no doubt um, yeah, uh, no, I, Shirley's been a dear friend for thirty years plus. So, but she does. She she helps me out a lot in City Hall. And Give I, that phone number again, Jay, in case anybody missed it. For a one six two one five nine seven eight seven. And if you find a, a pothole or a sign down or anything amiss around the city with regard to utilities, give Jay a call. That's the number. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. The uh, the street projects will begin when. Uh, we're shooting for a, a bid opening at the end of April, and take three weeks to mobilize. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to ask that the job be completed by uh, August 1st. Now, sometimes we're running into problems, but I want to get it done quick. So we'll hopefully be done fairly quick after we get the bids out, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I'll do the add-ons, you know. And and uh, one of the Mary things about. I've always appreciated that you do is. Uh, when you do a slurry or you do a melon overlay, you always notify the residents that it's coming. We try to. Uh, let them know it so that they can make plans to park <coughs> elsewhere or, or uh, yeah, whatever we, we have to do. We urge, well, we demand our contractors that we hire for the street work to do notifications. I mean, I, I think the public deserves that, and we make sure that that happens. So uh, the only streets I don't care about if they get notification is uh merrimack drive you know that street uh, oh i'm sorry you live on that street don't you Mary? we will notify people on that street immediately I, I will put signs in your yard and let you know that. and that's jay bettis <laughs> so um we're gonna wrap me up on this segment i, I want i want to say uh, I want to thank you for having the opportunity to be on the show. Oh, it's our Mayor, pleasure. I want to thank you for uh, letting me on. And I want to stress again, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure working for the city of Kearney. It's been a pleasure working with uh, Mayor Dane. He's he supported me. Uh, Jim Eldridge, I mean, I've got nothing but support mm-hmm. since I had this last uh, job change and. Uh, I make mistakes, but my friends overlook my my shortcomings, and and uh, Mayor Dane is considered to be a really good friend of mine, as well as Jim Eldridge and people I work with at City Hall, and 
and uh, got a phenomenal group of guys that make me look good. Yeah. And I appreciate yeah. that. And with that being said, I will be uh, expecting an increase in my street budget, <laughs> Mayor. And yeah. um, any other thing that I might forget to ask permission to do if it comes across think, your desk. I think I can promise you this. We were looking at a 20% decrease. And we'll now take that back to a 10. <laughs> so, now, and, you know, Jay is, Jay's a fun guy to be around, but there's a lot of different sides to this guy. He is an ordained minister. Uh, he uh, has put on bull rides in this town for how long? Uh, about 13 years. 13 Maybe years. 15, uh, I don't know. Uh, he's. Um, you've got a cowboy church. Where is that located? We do. Uh, um we have an indoor and outdoor arena uh, just one mile north of Holt on 33 highways called High Point Arena. Mm-hmm. We have Cowboy Church there. Uh, I do a lot of ministries with Cowboys for Christ at Bull Rides all summer long, and uh, we do horse camps there. I've got a girl that gives riding lessons. We do horse camps. We do uh, birthday parties. Uh, we've had weddings there. Preschools. Uh, we do a lot of everything. Uh only have one requirement no alcohol mm-hmm. because i just just the way i feel uh, if i have a second i'll tell a story on how i bought that well, we're closing in on a break you want to you want to uh yeah yeah we're good okay we're good. go ahead i went and looked at that facility more so to please my wife and my mother-in-law i had no intentions of buying it as the last thing i wanted on my plate was a indoor and outdoor facility and a piece of property and um, it was cold, coldest day of January of the year we bought that. And I went through the motions looking at it, and, oh, yeah, this looks good. Yeah, maybe maybe someday we can have it. And I walked in the arena, and immediately I turned to my wife, and I said, we're going to buy this, and we're going to have Cowboy Church. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's how I ended up with that facility. Yeah. And it's been a blessing. We've done a lot of good work there. Um, and... Um, yeah, we heard a little bit about it on. Uh, we have a Saturday show called "Fulfill Your Ministry," and we heard a little bit about it here. Joe Brandt. Uh, yep. Yeah. 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 yeah Joe's one so, of the ministers yeah. at Cowboy for Church or yeah. Cowboy at the High Point Cowboy Church. He's one right. of our ministers. Well, yeah. that's a great segue, I think, leading into the next segment. Here. You we'll bet. Get ready to talk with Josh. So, uh, Brian, are we uh, coming coming up on our break here? You're listening to Live with the Mayor. Stay with us. Carney Trust Company is your hometown bank. They began operations in 1882 and have been part of the community ever since. The people of Carney Trust Company work for the people of Carney. They provide capital to people and businesses so they can achieve their goals. Whether you know exactly what you want or just need someone to talk to about your dream, you can speak with them and work out the issues. You may just be getting off the ground or ready to move into your brick and mortar building. At the end of the day, a real person is there for you at Carney Trust Company. Information, speed, and convenience are all valuable commodities in our fast-paced world. For Carney Trust Company, technology is an addition to, not a replacement for, the personal banking relationship they like to have with their customers. The people of Carney Trust Company focus on and try to fit the needs of all of their customers. At Carney Trust Company, you'll work with passionate hometown people who want the best for our neighbors. They provide financial solutions for people to forge their own paths. Carney Trust Company with two locations serving Carney at 310 West 92 Highway and 701 Watson Drive in Price Chopper. The phone is 816-628-6666. Carney Trust Company, banking you can trust. 
Member FDIC. Back live with the mayor here, one hundred two point seven FM, live from the KC Coyote Studio. And uh, Mayor Bill, uh, I'd love for you to introduce Josh Bettis. We're going to talk about Better in the Saddle, which is a therapeutic riding program here in Kearney. But uh, I'd like it if you would introduce him for us. I, I would be delighted to introduce this young man. And I want to tell you a humorous story because uh, this is first time on radio, and I don't want him to be tense. I want him to be able to to laugh and have some fun. Josh Bettis. I've known you, Josh, for a good six or seven years. Well, probably longer than that, about eight years. Yes, uh, you sir. You just enlisted uh, in the Army, and uh, you were on your way to uh, Afghanistan and Iran, and and uh, you would come home, and uh, you always managed to come see me. You were a perfect gentleman. Um, so it's been a pleasure getting to know you, and we want to hear a lot about your your service uh, but you're involved in therapeutic writing and i'm really excited for you to be able to tell the people about this but before we do that i uh, i got a call from a young man named josh and he said he, he, he won't call me anything except mr dane mr dane would you be interested in buying a shotgun i don't know what is it he said it's 1100 so well, i might um and those who know me know in the summertime that I go out to uh, Jesse James Park and I park under those big trees and I roll the windows down and I take me an afternoon nap out there. And so <laughs> my phone rang and that was Josh on the phone. And I said, yeah, I, I, but I'd have to see it. He said, where are you? I told him. He brought the gun out to me and, and so... Uh, you know, I'm interested in it. It looks good. The stock is, you know, it's clean, well-maintained. So I start to take the, the gun apart. And this is a guy has been in the military. And I start to take this gun apart, and he looks at me, and he goes, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> oh, really? So I get the gun apart, and I've got it in three pieces, and then it hits me. Oh, my God, I'm in a park with a weapon, <laughs> and this probably isn't going to look good if I'm seen. So he kind of had me over the barrel, and I said, okay, quickly, how much do you want? I didn't even negotiate it. Just like, how are you? He told me I paid him. I said, okay, get out of here. I'm leaving. <laughs> so I bought a shotgun that I really didn't need at a price that I really didn't want, and it was in three pieces, and oh I, you know, just recently I got the thing put back together. But, uh, oh, that's great. No, Josh. Uh, I had a Remington 1100, though. I, oh. it's a, it was a great gun, yeah. yeah. Just yeah this one was, this one was taken one? care right. of. Yeah. <laughs> I might. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> anyway, Josh, uh, you've, uh, you've been a delight, and uh, let's just jump into it. You, uh, what made you join the military? Um, you know, I've had a lot of people ask me that. Um, I was never in a lot of trouble. You know, I grew up with my dad being a police officer in this town. Um, but I was wild. And one day I just went to my dad. I'd done some research on the army and I said, well, I think I'm going to join the army. And he said, well, I think that'd be good for you. What are you going to do? I said, I don't know. So I went and talked to the recruiter. I did my ASVAB test. I said, what, what can I do? He said, infantry. He said, you'll love it. I said, awesome. Got to Georgia. I didn't love it. <laughs> didn't love it at all. 
<laughs> I grew to love it. Mm-hmm. Best thing I ever did. You know, but that's how blind I was going in. I just knew that I wanted to go. Didn't really care what I did. And the recruiter took full advantage of that. Oh boy. And put me in and I loved every day of it. Well, you went as a private, but you came out as a uh, staff sergeant. Staff sergeant. Yes. So, what do you do to, to get promoted to uh, staff sergeant? Uh, well, you know, being a staff sergeant, uh, moving up in the ranks is a, a lot of it is leadership skills. Um, you know, dealing with soldiers day to day. I'm sure a lot of it is, is, is like what you and, and my dad do. You can't talk to one person or, or discipline one person in the same way as you do the other. So you have to demonstrate a lot of leadership skills, a lot of knowledge. You have to go to a board of panels with, um, we call them first sergeants and sergeant majors, which would be a group of mayors or city administrators on your all's level. Mm-hmm. They ask us a series of questions, which could be 30 questions out of uh, you know something we've been studying for that has 500 questions in it. And we have to demonstrate how we answer, how we react to different situations and then they either say we passed or we don't and if you pass then you have to meet a point uh scale you have to have certain promotion points from uh, weapons qualification uh, your physical testing scores mm-hmm. different things like that on sequence once you meet the points then you get promoted and, and it's like that with every all the way up right and you were you were in for nine years almost nine years uh-huh. Uh-huh. yep wow. now you were halfway to retirement what made you decide not to to finish that out? Um, well, when I got back from Afghanistan in 2012, I had uh, MRI and x-rays done on my back, and they said, you know, your back's messed up. We're going to medically discharge you. And, mm. and I um, I knew the brigade surgeon yeah. from being over there, and I said, you can't. I said, I don't want to get out. You know, I'm this close to retiring. I, you know, what can I do? And so we got it worked out, and I stayed in. I, I went from Fort Carson, Colorado to fort riley kansas out mm-hmm. there by manhattan right and um i went to africa with them in 2013 when i came back in 2013 they did another mris and they said you should have been out two years ago oh man and i said yeah you know i was told that mm-hmm. and at the time um you know family and, and kids being back here mm-hmm. um i could have fought it but i would you know i wouldn't it it, it would have delayed the process of me getting out yeah you know so so i didn't fight it, it took about a year and a half for the whole thing to go through and then mm-hmm. i was out november 2014 yeah yeah well we're, we're in afghanistan and iran you were a, a sergeant what what did you what were you in charge of it was that a platoon was it um well well when i went to iraq um i was actually a specialist and i was on the brigade commander's psd and what we did What's were PSD we mean? uh personal security detail okay. so he's the I don't know, uh, as as far as, it'd be like your personal security detail of that'd be being the mayor. Yeah, that, that, that'd be me. Right there. <laughs> you know, so anywhere he went, we went. Um, Jay's yeah. heavily armed, I'm just heavy. <laughs> <laughs> He's, his mouth's heavily armed. <laughs> no, watch it. Watch it. I was getting ready to start bragging on you. <laughs> you know, so so to make it short, the wherever the colonel or the sergeant major went, we went. Whether it was on foot, on convoy. Um, most of the time I was in the turret man in a 50 cal. Wow. Um, but when he would get out going to meet with, um, the governors, um, in a couple of the cities we were at, we would get out and we'd kind of make a formation around him, you know, and keep everyone back, make sure he was safe. Wow. In Afghanistan, I was a sergeant and then staff sergeant. Um, and we were, um, all on foot the whole time. Anything we did was on foot. 
and it was about a six mile radius that we patrolled every day out of curiosity what was the weapon that you carried in afghanistan mm-hmm. uh m4 uh, ar-15 mm-hmm. yep. and then i had the m203 grenade launcher attached to it okay i'll tell you a quick story and i'm gonna get off here and turn it over to him but i didn't talk to him a lot when he was deployed uh because one time i did talk to him we skyped him i think mm-hmm. he was in room about this size maybe plywood and uh, he had a he had a detail out and he was on the radio with him while mm-hmm. he was talking to me but i could hear bombs oh, going off i could see sand falling and i'm like josh yeah you know aren't you worried about that yeah. he said dad don't worry about it it's like a half a mile away it's not you know i'm not in danger and i'm thinking yeah. I, can't, I can't take this yeah, so was, I, I never done that again i never skyped him right again the whole time he's over because I as just, a parent i can't imagine yep, yep as, as one I, I just couldn't do it if it and, was that close and, we wouldn't be on the phone and he was <laughs> yeah. so he was so calm yeah. about it you know the respect i have for him was just unreal because uh what he went through what he's seen he's never discussed it with me i've never asked him but i know he's seen a lot at a young age yeah. and uh, i'm very very proud of him as as uh, we are all are and, yeah uh, and he's got an older brother that is i'm equally as proud of he's a firefighter has mm-hmm. been for years and uh, both my sons have have grown up to serve the community you know my older boy is a fireman serves the community he served the whole country yeah and um, i'm i couldn't be prouder of both of them so well said before i get emotional i'm going to shut up and let yep. him talk about the <laughs> yep. well, well, well josh let's uh, let's move over into something that's near and dear to you and to your dad yes and that's uh, a, a term called therapeutic writing but you know that that's i don't know that people really understand that terminology they look at it as oh you know i just might take a ride what is therapeutic writing um you know therapeutic writing is is it has a lot to do with you go into an arena with this big animal um especially someone that hasn't been around a horse before Mm -hmm. um my dad bought the facility while i was deployed so i didn't spend a whole lot of time there Mm -hmm. um but the first time me stepping into the arena being back from deployment i could really see the intimidation of being there so therapeutic riding i think it's a multitude of different things you know it one, it relieves stress for anybody at any age. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that the outside of a horse can heal the inside of any person. Mm. The way horses bond with people, and it's mm-hmm. not just getting on a horse and riding. It's brushing them, getting them ready for tack. It's it's everything. It's not mm-hmm. just you go get on the horse, ride around, and, and you go home. Right. So it's building a lot of self-confidence within yourself. Uh, self-discipline making sure that you're socially motivated to continue to do what you and, and we have uh, people in our program with, with different types of disabilities mm-hmm. um, disorders you know there's not one thing that it's specific to it's not all just military correct no, mm-hmm. no, no. not at you, all you right. told a story about a little boy that was uh, i don't know five six seven eight yes and the experience of uh, that he had in this tell the viewer the listeners what uh well what uh, the first and, and, and the viewers if we got anybody viewing brian's watching us <laughs> i knew you'd catch that <laughs> <laughs> well you know uh the first time they came up i i've never met them before um and i think at the time he was five or six he's six yeah. or seven now but he, he's one of the funnest kids to ever be around and he didn't want nothing to do with the horse mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't know his background. I didn't. All I knew, he was there to ride. Mm-hmm. So I started to talk to him, tease him, try to get on his level a little bit. And I finally got him talked into letting me pick him up, bring him out by the horse. And then I got him talked into sitting on the horse. Then I couldn't get him off the horse. <laughs> and it's like that every week he comes in there. He yeah. will come through that door and running either into dad's arms or my arms. And if we're not there or he doesn't see us, he's going in someone's arms because he's yeah. ready to get on that horse. So circling back when uh, after your dad bought the place, you came back from the service, and here's this opportunity for a riding clinic. What what triggered the what was the whole uh, what, what was the beginning of that? What what started this? Um, well, he he had started the the bits better in the saddle um, therapeutic riding for kids and adults with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Last year, I really got involved because um you know he he has a lot going on he's done it for a long time so i i said well i don't want anything to end i don't want the fundraisers the bull rides right, nothing to end right. i'll take it over uh-huh. well with that i did a lot of re uh marketing um rebranding yeah. really getting the name out there trying to amp up the program mm-hmm. and with me being a veteran and knowing what it does for me just to be around the horses and around these kids right i thought why not get veterans involved? So I've done research and there's other programs out there and around. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the the biggest obstacles is, you know, we're a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so 501c3. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, so I, I contacted a buddy of mine that I was in Iraq and Afghanistan with, and uh, I flew him up here from Alabama on veterans day weekend last year. Oh, cool. and, and we did a pilot program with mm-hmm. him and just to kind of study how he interacted with the horse mm-hmm. on friday right to how he interacted on sat on sunday yeah um, dramatic difference and just, just a week in a weekend yeah. just two days yeah. yeah and and just just to hear him the way he talked and, and being around the horse mm-hmm. approaching the horse was just completely opposite i mean he was more confident with himself the horse uh, it, it was maybe 30 minutes to an hour the horse had already built confidence within him oh man and and with that um you know a lot of times you you hear um veterans coming back from deployments uh, being able to cope with things uh me me myself i'm not ashamed of it i talk to a counselor i speak to a sure. counselor about my problems mm-hmm. but going in an arena being around a horse especially with somebody you were deployed with and having that horse show you that they have confidence in you, it's it's something that's uplifting that you couldn't explain or imagine. Josh, I uh, I have to think that there's a listener out there somewhere that has been looking for a charity to put some money into Keith Doss. And uh, how can they That'd reach you if uh, if they want to make a contribution? A 501c3 means that it's charitable. They can write it off their taxes. Yes. Uh, you, you, it's not cheap to fly somebody from, where'd you say it was from? Alabama. Alabama up here and then return him home. Uh, putting them up, feeding mm-hmm. them. Uh, yes. It's about $1,500 for one person. $1,500 for one person. And uh, talking about changing a life yeah. uh, and uh, giving them new purpose. And uh, That young you know, man was here. That weekend, we also had a fundraiser mm-hmm. for our program, and he was here for that. And he he talked to me in length about the fact that he could not take being around crowds, mm. 
and and I've noticed uh, Josh has had the same issue, but he had the best time of his life at that barn dance. We had an old-fashioned barn dance and oh, fish fry. Man. How fun is that? He had he had a ball at it, yeah. and he, he told me, he said, you know, I can't believe the difference in me mm-hmm. in a day and a half being here and being around the horse and, and mm-hmm. doing things over there at the barn. And uh, it was just him and Josh. I, I watched some of it, and uh, there at that time it was just him and Josh. You know, he had no problem about if he fell off, nobody was going to be there to see it. It was right. just strictly yeah. him bonding with the horse. Phenomenal deal. Phenomenal. So what's a phone number over there, Josh, where, where folks could call? Um, they can contact me on my cell phone. It's mm-hmm. 816-889-8003. Mm-hmm. And then my email address is also josh.bettis78 at gmail.com. Do, do you have a website uh, up yet? Uh, website currently it's down it's being uh, rebranded and some things done on it but we can be found on facebook at better in the saddle okay and also at high point arena i think yeah high point arena yeah there's a link on there to get to it and not only i mean these programs are not cheap to operate yeah not either one of them uh we we always are looking for a partner to either sponsor a rider or um or help with our uh, veterans program and i'm really excited about that veterans program it's going to be good things but also if there's somebody listening that would that needs that would like to call josh and say hey i think a weekend would really do you know right i want to do it uh, this is near and dear to my heart the right. veterans program because right. i've seen what he's been through right how many veterans do we have involved right now with the program uh just me okay okay um but, but you know i want to touch on what dad said um even if you if you're not interested in, in doing the program if if you want to just come and watch um if you have anything to talk about you know i'm my phone's always on me mm-hmm. don't hesitate you know we lose too many vet, veterans every day to right. some issues so i want to make that so if, any or if you, they want to come volunteer right we right, could sure. always use volunteers every tuesday night at seven o'clock you know we we welcome people to get involved and volunteer, and it's it's such a life changing thing. I, I, it just I tell people all the time: if they don't want to volunteer, come and sit and and view the arena and and right. watch us. Uh, the it's just a phenomenal. So that number is eight one six eight eight nine eight zero zero three, and that's Josh's. Uh, that's your cell phone. Yes. So that. Uh, that shows the dedication you have that you're willing to put that number it's, out on the air. It's on all my so, business cards. Absolutely. And any of you veterans out there who just want to give him a give him a ringy ding and uh, just chat just a little bit, then uh, you know it'd be a good place to call that number. Go ahead. I Josh, just want to mention you, one more. I'm sorry. A year from now, what what would you like to see this program be? Well, honestly, a year from now, um, I can't specify exactly how I want it laid out, but I would really like, with the cooperation of my dad. If we could get some type of bunkhouse built up there at our facility, mm-hmm. um, and be able to house veterans for a three two or weekend. three day yeah. weekend, yep. right? Fly them in, you know. And then within that, they're not just going to learn how to get on a horse. It's going to be everything. It's going to be me working with them, and, and, them. and just talking to them, being around them is going to help me in return, right? You know. Right. So I don't so, know everything. I'm so, just here to be a voice and an ear. Just like they are, today. and they'll become a ranch hand for the weekend. Exactly. Or long they want to stay. And, right. And once they go through the program, they can you know come back as right. often as they want. Yeah, terrific. We are coming up to the close of the program. Uh, here's what I'd like to do, and I'm going to offer this up right here on the air. 
uh, Josh, I'd love to have you come back. We have a program. It's called Carney Business Spotlight, and we do it once a week. And uh, we'd like to have you come back and sit in with us for a half an hour. Sure. And uh, Absolutely. You want me with him? That would be great. No, you don't. We'll Help me out him. here, guys. This is emotional. Yeah, absolutely. We'll I'll be this here. this man right here because it's near and dear to his heart. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm, I'm just so uh, I probably won't be man. available. I'll be um, Doing spending some more money for a street repair or something <laughs> that I'll ask the mayor for permission about later on. That's hold. Well, listen, folks, uh, I, th- this, is, uh, this is a subject that uh, I think we probably don't talk about enough, yep. and, and that is yep. uh, the, the veterans that, that come back for, the, for all the work that they've done for us uh, in the name of our, our freedom. Absolutely. Uh, but let's, uh, let's definitely get you back, and uh, I know we're sure. coming up to the close of the end of the program here, but uh, uh, wow, I didn't look what you guys did to me. Uh, thank you so much for being with well, thank us you today. Thank you. Thank you. I think you would enjoy these two guys. It's been they a pleasure. Are, uh, Mr. Mayor, I appreciate you having me. Yep. Uh, they're yep. involved in good things. You bet. We thank 102.7 for their uh, allowing us to be on. We thank Carney Trust. We sure do. Carney Trust. Absolutely. You, you bet. All right, folks. Hey, thanks so much for being with us this week. We will talk to you next time. And uh, stay with us here on 102.7 FM.